Hey, welcome back to the First Cup Podcast, and we're so excited to jump into today's content. But before we do so, we just want to say thank you, everyone, for subscribing and reviewing. For all of our listeners out there, thank you so much for following along on the First Cup Podcast. So many cool people sending us uh, feedback, no- taking down notes that they're while they're listening. So we just want to say thank you to everyone. And uh, before we jump into our content, uh, our first cup today is brought to you by Bold Three Coffee Roasters out of Minnesota. And just like last week's uh, roaster, they have a give back model, which is really cool. And so check them out, Bold Three Coffee Roasters. They have uh, different roasting profiles from light all the way to dark. And so whatever you prefer, they have something for you. Again, this is not a sponsored podcast. We're not sponsored by them, but we are passionate about coffee and about the first cup. And so hopefully today, by the time you finish your first cup of whatever you're drinking, coffee, chai, tea, and I know chai and tea is a little bit redundant, but whatever it is, hopefully you can leave uh, maybe encouraged, at least entertained, and uh, you can learn something along the way. So today I'm really excited. I just want to give you five things to fight for, five things to fight for. In, in as an individual, these are five things. As an organization, these are five things that you should be fighting for. On your teams, this is something that you should be fighting for. And the first one is that you should be fighting for rest. You need to work hard to rest. And I know that sounds kind of counterproductive, but there's a difference between being lazy and being restful. And just because you take a nap does not mean you're lazy. I find that taking a nap without intention or living without intention, that's called being lazy. But if you're taking a nap or or you're um, doing a little bit less activity and it's intentional to recharge your batteries, that's called rest. And if you live life without the ability to rest, I promise you, you might shine really bright, but you'll burn out really fast. And so finding things in your life, finding moments to rest... For me personally, I try to find something every day that fills my cup a little bit, even if it's just a few drops, a few things in my cup to to satisfy my ability to rest or, or to take my mind off of things. I just take a moment and I try to rest every day. Every week, I try to take a few hours, maybe four to six hours, and I go and do something that fills up my cup a little bit more. So once a week, I'm going on a hike. Once a week, I'm going to go on a photo shoot just for me, not for work. Once a week, I'm going to go and I'm going to go out with my family and we're going to go to the beach. Whatever it is, once a week, I'm going to spend a little bit more time. And then once a month, once a month, we're going to, I'm going to take a day and I'm going to go out and I'm going to do something that's maybe the whole day. It's a little bit more fun, a little bit more special just to recharge my batteries. Then hopefully every three months you go on a little bit more, you know, long of a break or a rest. Maybe it's three days or every year you go on a longer extended vacation, whatever that looks like. But I think so often the perspective is that we need to work until we get to rest instead of rest so that we can get to work. And I hope that you're living your life from rest, not living your life to rest. And if you're living your life to rest, you're going to live out of exhaustion. You're going to live trying to catch up. You're going to live chasing something. And then watch on your day off, Come on, there's no such thing as a day off. You got to do laundry. You got to do the dishes. I mean, hopefully you haven't spent the whole week and just piled up dishes. Hopefully you do your dishes as you go. But there's no such thing as a day off. So you might as well find moments every single day to get rest. And I think on top of that, really practically, get good night's sleep. 
I always get confused by people who wake up and or the next day they say, I'm so tired. I'm so exhausted. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Go, oh, what time did you go to bed? Well, I went to bed at two o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the morning. Well, of course you're tired. You went to bed at two in the morning. Maybe you should do something in your schedule to make sure that rest is a part of who you are. And that way your sleep schedules aren't crazy and funky. The second thing you should fight for as an organization, as an individual, you need to fight for memories. You need to fight for memories. Go out and make memories. Now, the other day, um, there's a group of us and we just got done with a Bible class at, at our church. And after class, we said, hey, you know, it's nine o'clock at night. People have work the next morning. And we said, you know, we're all going to go out to eat after this because we're just going to make memories. And I know some of you are like, wait, you're going to go out at nine o'clock. That's not a memory. But for me, I usually go to bed by nine o'clock. So that's a big deal that I'm out until 11. But whatever you got to do to make memories, you have to fight for it. And I like the the uh, the language behind that because you I think you do you have to fight to make memories you have to be intentional you have to go out of your way remember if you live your entire life out of comfort then nothing will stand out so you have to get uncomfortable you have to do something different than usual you have to create unique situations in order for memories to occur in your mind now what I'm not saying is to be reckless to be dangerous to uh, do something wrong, but I am saying every once in a while, you should do something worth making a memory of. The next one, number three, is you should fight for perspective. You should fight for perspective. And what I find in my own life is that really anxiety, stress, pressure, it has nothing to do with an external pressure. It has everything to do with an internal perspective. And if I can focus on growing my mind, growing what I see, growing my emotional capacity and stretching my perspective, then all of a sudden the pressures of this world, the anxiety that I'm in, the stress that I have begins to be alleviated. What I find is uh, oftentimes I have to fight for perspective. If I believe something or I have a dogmatic view of anything, I, I often will challenge my own beliefs. I will find something to that questions what I believe and hear from the other side. That way my perspective can grow. And not just my perspective, but whatever I believe in, if I can process and get through the biggest arguments against it, then it actually solidifies what I believe in even more and gives me perspective. This is not perspective. Perspective is not looking for ways that you can defend your side. Perspective is saying, hey, I'm willing to listen. I'm willing to be open-minded. And for the reason I'm doing that is so I can stretch my mind, stretch my thinking, grow my perspective. I'm convinced that I don't have it all right. Not all my systems in place. There are other, there are better businesses, better organizations, better photographers, better fathers, better husbands that I can learn from, grow from, and gain better perspective. And all of that starts with your ability to be humble enough to realize that what I believe or my perspective, maybe I need to grow in it even more. The next one, number four, you need to fight for your relationships. Fight for your relationships. 
and I do mean that word fight. You've got to fight for your relationships. Stand up for your relationships. Stand up for your friendships. Don't let people walk in and out of your life. Fight for them. You know, maybe uh, the, I've heard it's like this. The older you get, the more acquaintances you have and the less deep friendships you do. And so the older you get, the less deep friendships you have. You've got to fight for those relationships. Fight for moments. Fight for memories. Fight for anything you can within those relationships. You, if you have to have a hard conversation, have a hard conversation. And what I mean by that is if there's confrontation in a relationship, you need, you need to address that right away. Have those conversations. And what I found is that there's no such thing, or sorry, 99% of the time, hard conversations don't exist. But the buildup to those conversations is the actual difficult thing. The hard part of a hard conversation is getting there because you'll talk yourself out of the conversation. I don't know how many times I've answered myself in in the voice of the other person and then come up with different responses only to get in an actual meeting and all of my arguments are diffused because the, the relationship trumps the argument at the end of the day. And the last one, the fifth thing that you should fight for is I think all of us need to fight for passion. Fight for your passion. If you find yourself losing passion, losing excitement, if you find yourself, all of us, it's becoming more and more difficult to get motivated to get out of bed, you've got to fight for your passion. And what I've discovered is that the more I lean into my passions, the more excited about my passions I am. The less, I, the less attention I give them, the less attention I give my dreams and the vision for my life or the purpose for my life, the more I feel like those things don't matter. And so I have to fight for it. I have to carve time into my schedule and carve time into my day to make sure that I'm fighting to stay passionate, fighting to stay excited. Now, a lot of times, watch this, if you can't articulate what you're passionate about, you won't be passionate about it for very long. Learn how to articulate what you're excited about, what you're passionate about. For me, the church plays a huge component into this. I have a passion for the church, the local church. I have a passion to see young people become leaders. I have a passion to empower people to live the best life they can. These are things that I'm passionate about. I'm passionate about expressing myself through the medium of photography and through podcast and through film. But I'm passionate about those things because I fight for those passions. And maybe you've worked yourself into a place where you're no longer passionate about those things. Maybe you need to take a step back and do the things at the very beginning that you're passionate about with. I remember having uh, a handful of different photography jobs and every hour of every day I was shooting for someone else's product, someone else's company, someone else's vision. And it began to burn me out and I began to be very unpassionate, unmotivated towards those things. So I just decided I'm going to wake up at six o'clock and I'm going to walk the streets and I'm just going to take street photography because it's something I'm passionate about. And all of a sudden my passion for photography came screaming back. So fight for it, fight for your passions, fight for rest, fight for memories, fight for a greater perspective. Come on, you got to fight for your relationships. And at the end of the day, we should be the most passionate people in the world. So I hope that you enjoyed this episode of the First Cup Podcast. This was a big one, episode 10. Uh, really not that big. It's just like any other podcast. But thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you on the next one.